Becky, look at her butt. It is so big. She looks like one of those rap guys' girlfriends. But, you know, who understands those rap guys? They only talk to her because she looks like a total prostitute, okay? I mean, her butt is just so big. I can't believe it's just so round. It's like out there. I mean, gross. Look. She's just so black. I like big butts and I cannot lie. You other brothers can't deny. Now when a girl Rooster Production brings you Under the Water Tower, presented by Team Couch of Birch Realty Group. And now, here are your hosts, Matt Crane and Derek Biglane. Good morning, Matt. Good morning, Derek. Matt, you're acting like it's 120 degrees when it can't be more than 114. Right. It's uh, it's really hot. Really hot. Uh, not quite as hot as our awesome uh, bumper music, Baby Got Back. <laughs> uh, quick explanation there. Derek and I are trying to figure out some different things to talk about during the summer. Seems like everybody's on vacation going out of town, doing different things, and not a lot going on when it comes to the city of Fernando, which I guess is a good thing. We're I guess not, it's good yeah, thing. we're not coming here talking about car next chases. Week will be Alderman meeting, so we'll, we'll be there. You go. Back we'll come again. back yep. to that uh, Alderman meeting next week. So we're got we're going to break down the end of our show today. Will consist of the top summer songs of the 1990s. I would say a majority of our listeners are 90s kids. They, you know, I graduated in 96. You graduated in 93. 93. Um, you know, we have some younger people that we're friends with, maybe in 98, 99. But I think a lot of people are going to enjoy the list. Summer songs, not our list. Rolling We've, Stone. Rolling, Rolling Stone. Stone list of top songs, top 20 songs from the 1990s when it comes to summer. So I look forward to breaking down that list. But Baby Got Back was definitely one of uh, those songs. Yes. And um, wow. what a, what, I mean, <laughs> what a song right there. It's just, that's just a good song. One of the best albums, Posse on Broadway. Yep. Buttermilk Biscuits. Buttermilk Biscuits is a great, great Baby Got Back. Really? I mean, I think it's an underrated song. We'll, we'll get to that. Oh, we're kind of getting we're, ahead of we're ourselves. We're jumping ahead of ourselves. Yeah. We're getting a little bit too exciting. Speaking of Baby Got Back, Derek. Tough transition here, but maybe uh, let's just say maybe you want to uh, when when you go to buy or sell a home or when you go to sell your house, you're trying to get maybe back some of the money that you invested in it, put into it, maybe a pool that type stuff. And I know I'm reaching, but uh, that was a reach, but I'll <laughs> slightly allow it. Yeah, that was quite the reach. But look, if you're looking for a home, looking to sell your house in the Desoto County area, definitely right here on the Water Tower. There's no reason to not contact the best real estate team in DeSoto County for the last 13 years. You want to work with the best. You want to work with realtors that know what they're talking about from experience. And, of course, I'm speaking of our 2022 presenting sponsor, Team Couch of Birch Realty Group. Possessing over 65 years of combined real estate experience, they have been the number one team in DeSoto County for the last 13 years. Whether you are buying or selling a home in DeSoto County, call Team Couch. They are ranked nationally as a top-performing real estate team. They were recently voted DeSoto's Best for the fifth time. It is a great time to list your home in DeSoto County, and they are currently offering a free, no-obligation market analysis. Tell them your address. They can tell you all about your street, your neighborhood, your zip code. Brian and Terry are going to possess all the analytics to help you make the right decision when it comes to buying or selling in DeSoto County. Give them a call today at 662-449-1700. That's 662-449-1700. Call Brian on a cell phone, 901-461-7653. That's 901-461-SOLD, S-O-L-D. You can also do a full home search anywhere in the Mid-South by going to teamcouch.com. Again, that's teamcouch.com. Put in the filters of what you're looking for, and the website will do the rest. Teamcouch.com for a full home search. Thank you again, Brian and Terry, for being our 2022 presenting sponsor. Hope you're having a wonderful summer of 2022. And remember, every home needs a couch. Speaking of summer 22, it is travel season. We are booking vans left and right through the month of July. If you have some travel plans in August, we have a lot of space in August. Obviously, school starts back that first week of August. But if you're looking to travel with baseball tournaments, soccer tournaments, volleyball tournaments, anything like that, when it comes to travel for a three-day weekend, please contact us at Mobile Car and Van Rental, located at the corner of McCracken and Commerce, the only car rental place in Hernando, Mobile Car and Van Rental. Call us at 662-469-4555. That's 662-469-4555. If you're putting your car in the shop while you travel or putting your car in the shop to get a transmission repair, we can help you with a daily, weekly, or monthly rental of a car, truck, or van. Call us again, 662-469-4555. And again, thank you, Mobile Car and Van Rental, for being our 2022 studio sponsor.
Well, Derek, we joked around about the uh, heat, uh, 120, 115 degrees. I mean, something else that's brutal, Derek, is the uh, cost of gas. We talked about it on our show just the other day. We talked about inflation. We're going to talk about that here in just a few moments. But one of the hot-button topics right now um, is, hey, if you had an electric vehicle, you wouldn't be complaining about the gas prices. I won't argue with that. But MDOT is trying to maybe get a little bit of a reading on how the state of Mississippi, residents of Mississippi, feel about electric vehicles. Uh, Tell us about that. Right, Matt. The Mississippi Department of Transportation, MDOT, is currently developing an electric vehicle infrastructure development plan, which will ensure that both locals and visitors have access to electric vehicle charging infrastructure around the state. Now, the goal of the project is to provide better connectivity between rural and urban areas in Mississippi. The funds for the project, if approved, will come from the National Electric Vehicle Infrastructure, or the NEVI, formula program, which is providing funding to states in order to employ their own EV charging infrastructure. Now, NEVI's goal is to assist the states in establishing a more interconnected network to facilitate data collection, access, and reliability according to what MDOT is, is telling the constituents. I bet, the, I bet people that work at NEVI are, man, they're really pro-fossil fuels. <laughs> I bet they're. I bet they're pretty. I bet they do not drive Z seventy ones. I'd like no, to see no, that parking they do lot. Not, they do not. I want drive, to see the yeah. people that work at Nevi. I'd like to see their parking it's lot. Gonna be a lot. It's gonna be a lot of bolts. A lot, lot of, of, lot of bolts. Yeah. Lot of Priuses. Yeah. Um, not a lot of dates. But, but go probably ahead. some Teslas if they're high, oh, upper yeah, management. There you go. Upper there you management. Go. Right. Upper management. Uh, M has issued a short survey with the purpose of gathering information about from the public about Mississippians' travel habits and opinions on electric vehicles in general. The executive director said that electric vehicles are on the horizon for transportation infrastructure. So in order to receive the funding, MDOT must submit a deployment plan to the FHA, the Federal Highway Administration. It's amazing how that works, Derek. Yeah. Wow. By oh, August you're first, it's tied to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, by yeah. August 1st, detailing the plan's goals and how they would use NEVI's funds. So, again, the submissions, so they want you to take this survey, Matt. And the survey has to be collected by the state by July 15th and then turned in to the FHA by August 1st. Now, look, UTW podcast listeners, let me let you in on something. Derek and I are going to take this survey right here as we record. We're going to do it. I'm looking right at the screen. Eight eight questions. MDOT EV deployment plan. All right, Derek, start us off. Real easy to find, people. Just go Google MDOT electric vehicle survey. It pulled right up. Derek clicked on it. So we're going to go ahead and take that. uh, This will be the UTW version of that. I I will ask it to you. You go right ahead, Derek. I I will be the one reading. You, You give me your answers. Matt, what region of the state do you live in? The Northwest, Northeast, Central, Southwest, Southeast, or the Gulf Coast? Northwest. That Click. is correct. Click on it. You're not, okay. Let's go. You're, Let's go. You're, we're doing oh, this. We're doing man. it right here. Okay, we go. Northwest. That's where On average, how many miles per day do you travel for your daily round-trip commute to and from work with occasional errands? Uh, the Real quick, fewer than five miles, 5 to 10, 11 to 30, 31 to 50, 51 to 75, or over 75. I'm going to go 11 to 30. Trips okay. to South Haven, maybe to Memphis, That's stuff true. like that. Very yes. true. Mm-hmm. On a typical day, what form of transportation do you mostly use? Okay. The options are? A dry, uh, plug-in hybrid, a hybrid which has gas or electric, a non-electric vehicle, bikes or scooters, you take the bus, you use Uber, Lyft, or you walk. Uh, we're going to go with three. I drive a non-electric yes, vehicle. That's correct. Do not, none of my fleet with mobile car and van rentals uh, either has electric vehicles yet. Matt, are you comfortable driving an EV long distances? Yes, no, or undecided? I'm going to go with undecided because uh, a little bit of – I can tell you people – well, I'll just say this. I know we're answering our questions now. People in the South are going to be uncomfortable. They're going to be uncomfortable in well, the, the majority, South. Say the majority. majority of people in the South are going to be uncomfortable because, I mean, my gosh, we get com- we get uncomfortable. Like we start mapping out places to stop for you know bathroom breaks and stuff like that. So I'm going to say Man, if, I, if I'm, okay. Would, I'm okay. I'm okay. If you're driving to see Ole Miss play this weekend, that's a ten and a half hour drive to Omaha. Would you be comfortable in an EV vehicle? No, because you got to stop at least every what forty. Well, I mean, charging it's three three to four hundred miles. Three to four hundred miles. Yeah. Gotcha. So I, I I don't I don't I'm going to say neutral on the side on that. Need more information. All right, number five, what do you consider the largest benefit of driving an electric vehicle? The reduced emissions from transport sources, the increased energy resilience, cost savings on fuel, or to promote technological advances in transportation? Derek, I'm just being 100% honest with you. I, I care zero about that. Well, you would cost no, savings I would, on fuel? What I'm, no, but if I, if I bought an EV, I would not be buying it for cost savings oh. on fuel because it's it offset. I know what they want the answer to be. The answer they want the answer to be the reduce emissions or in you know, I guess cost savings. I mean, I guess. Like cost savings. But what I'm saying is is we, we like right now the, the the EV that I would drive is going to cost more than 
the non-gas. Yeah, I mean, that's I, think, the tough I think what we're looking at, obviously, we're we, reading the, into st- it, yeah. the state does not have the infrastructure, sure. which is why they're trying to do this. So I think, I mean, that Ford is talking about having $25,000 electric vehicles for the masses right. by 2026. So wow. this, I mean, okay. I, and I would say that it would take Mississippi at least that long sure. to even get part of these uh, established. Okay, number no, six. Number six, for long-range travel, what is a preferred location and distance tolerance for electric vehicle charging? So, again, if you're driving uh, to Omaha and you were able, you, you know, maybe you had a place where you could plug in for 30 minutes and it would zap it back to full, how far would you drive to get to that EV station? Would it be a gas station less than one mile from the interstate, a shopping center up to a mile from the interstate, or a restaurant up to a mile from the interstate? I'd probably say a restaurant. That way you could at least – it's going to charge for 35, 50 oh, minutes. Yeah. Now, let's say it charges for an hour. It gives you something to do. A gas station, my gosh, you'd sit there in a gas station <laughs> forever. a bunch of people parked Oh, my goodness, absolutely. This is something that like a, a Bucky's or something like that. That's where we're headed in the oh, next yeah. 25, well, that's what they're trying years. to do. Okay, yes. well, you know, yeah, we're going to have to Charging, have you can do. Yes. Maybe like – I mean, I, I will you know, say when I was thinking about this, I think the coolest thing would be is to basically have Starbucks-like uh, coffee shops where you could go, you could sit for an hour, plug in, get on your computer, you got the Wi-Fi, you're sitting there working. I mean, But there's never, there would never be a spot. Oh, and that's what, well, that's true. Uh, Starbucks, you see what I'm saying? But, yeah, but I mean, that's People like, that go to Starbucks, that sit, that sit down to Starbucks, they'll sit there for hours yeah, for no that's true. reason. That's true. So you'll never have a spot because, I mean, we're, this is America. We're going to take up our charging station, and when our car's done, we're still going to sit there. <laughs> that's just what we're going to do. Right. You have to get out. Yeah. Number seven, what are some concerns you have about owning an electric vehicle? The cost of an electric vehicle, which you've already kind of yes. mentioned. The accessibility to electric vehicle charging stations. Yes. The travel planning. Not really. The driving range or the range anxiety. It's only going to get better. Range anxiety. You know what? That's my golf game. That's my golf game right <laughs> oh, there, range and, and anxiety. we got that coming up. Yeah. Stay tuned for that. Uh, uh, oh, yeah, golf we got golf stuff. Uh, then finally, the time needed to charge an electric vehicle. Which is only going to get better. Um, what are some concerns? So, I mean, can you click multiple of those or what? Uh, see if you can click multiple, see. multiple of those. Travel planning a little bit. Driving. Yes, you can. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's right. The cost, of course. I mean, yes. Cost, okay. The cost, of course. Um, time needed. It's only that's only going to get better. So. So just the cost yeah. only. Right. The cost and then a drive. And a driving range. Range. I mean, anything that says range anxiety, you got to click on. Okay, and then number eight. <laughs> what are some additional concerns or comments you have about driving an electric vehicle? Uh, t- coolness factor. Okay. Okay. Coolness factor. Coolness factor. I typed it in there. Um, Will the back window have enough room for uh, for stickers, like 30, 30A stickers, <laughs> 30A stickers, or uh, Mid Midtown Memphis, or no, no, what is it? Oh, my favorite one is when they did the um, the uh, the thing going through Shelby Farms, uh, the Greenway thing or something like that. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, that one, that one's good. Uh, Patagonia stickers, can that go in the back? Uh, those type of things. So yeah, will the I'll back put, window? Yeah, yeah. Will there be enough room for three point five stickers? Okay. Right. Will the back window have enough room for? Uh, three to five stickers telling me, telling me how awesome I am for driving an electric vehicle. Okay, all right. love it. it. All right, last perfect. All right, last one. How did you hear about the M dot EV deployment plan? That's the UTW. Absolutely, podcast. UTW, posh, UTW podcast, podcast at UTW. Podcast. Uh, okay, all right. It's gonna it's gonna ask me if I'm a, if I'm a robot or something here. Gonna no, type no, a no, code. No, you're not a robot. TV six three four nine. Okay, I don't know if that's legal. I guess all right, here we go. There Perfect. We go. Submit and survey. Sub- and we have uh, now submitted. Look at done. that. We have, how easy was that? You, Matt, you have done it. So that's how easy it is. Everybody, please, if this is something that interests you, go on there. Uh, this is only going to help Mississippi. Uh, the electric vehicles are coming. And if you want to be able to travel from state, to, you know, throughout the state or from our state to another state and come back, uh, this will be the infrastructure that we need. And so they're doing their, their due diligence, trying to get funding uh, to see if we can do this. Sounds good. And look, if you drive an electric vehicle, that's awesome. You don't have to tell everyone. We already know that you drive an electric vehicle. Yeah. I mean, I'm just I, saying. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will say, I, I'm in, look, I'm, I do not drive an electric vehicle at this time. I do see a point in the future where it would make sense, especially if we're talking about a $20,000, $25,000 car, that they can get it to that range, which it seems like they seem pretty confident that they can. Once they hit that twenty dollars to $25,000, you know, again, a little four-door compact, whatever, um, I think it would make sense for every household to have one because if you're driving around town, if you're driving – to South Haven, you're driving to Memphis. Why would you not take the electric car? And then again, if you're trying to drive, you know, if you're trying to drive to Omaha, if you're trying to go cross country, if you're trying to maybe visit family and you have a little anxiety, depending on where it is, that you could then to choose to use your gas vehicle. Uh, but I do see a time in the future where you, you know, if you have a, a two car family or three car family, one of those cars being an electric vehicle. I am not an anti. I'm not anti electric vehicles. There, I get it. I just don't like being forced or judged into not driving one. 
And I think that's the society that we're headed towards. And that's what frustrates me. I don't like it. I mean, you know, just because we're not, if we're driving less in Hernando, Mississippi, um, have you seen some of the other parts of the world that electric vehicles are never going to? Yeah. I mean, India, China, some of those places, the smog, the stuff. If we're not, if we're not driving, they are. I mean, it's just so. It's a, it seems to me a lot of um, moral stuff that people like to judge about. And and I don't. Gas is five dollars a gallon. People have to be. We have no. We have no baby formula. Let's go. Yeah, I mean, there's so many other things besides besides that. We had fun with way a survey. I hope you enjoyed some of our jokes. And uh, Derek, let's just keep the good news rolling, brother. Tell us about <laughs> the interest rates we talked about on our last show. We said it was coming, and uh, it did. Tell us about it real quick. All right. So on Wednesday, the Federal Reserve raised interest rates by 0.75 percent, 75 basis points, and it now sits at 1.75 percent. Now, this is the Fed funds rate or the overnight lending rate, the rate that banks borrow from the Fed or from each other. The prime rate is then set off of this rate. So Wall Street Journal prime is usually set up 3% above this rate, and this is the spread that banks earn and how they make the interest income, which is part of their overall income. So prime rate now sits at 4.75%. So people that hear about talking about prime or if you go to your bank and they mention prime rate, that's why it's four, at this time it's 4.75%, and it's usually 3% above the Fed funds rate. Most expert economists agree that the Fed fund rate will end the year somewhere around 3 to 3.5%. So they see it possibly, probably, however you want to look at it, doubling from where it is right now, which means prime will sit somewhere between 6 and 7% by the end of the year. They definitely agree that it will increase at least another uh, half a percent in July based on what the June inflation numbers show. So, again, they – it could be half a percent, but if you know if we go to another eight or eight and a half percent inflation for June, they could do another three quarter percent in July. So borrowers will be paying more on their home equity loans, more on their car loans, more on their credit cards, etc. Mortgage rates are also up, as we talked about on our Tuesday show. But again, they're not tied directly to prime. Most are tied to the ten year Treasury, which is also at a decade high plus, but priced differently than regular bank loans. So again, if you say, oh, that means my mortgage rate is going to go up. Probably yes, but understand that it's not tied to prime. That's tied usually to the 10-year treasury. Uh, so, Matt, that's kind of where we are. So, again, if you want to your bank, if you have a HELOC, it's more than likely uh, on a uh, floating rate. Uh, car loans will be going up. Your credit card is definitely a floating rate. It'll be ticking up here over the next month or so. So if you see those things, that's, that's why it's happening. We talked about it on our last show. Finished the show with that, Derek. Just visited about interest rates, different things, maybe from a banking standpoint. And uh, sure enough, the next day they they decided to do that and raise that. The largest jump in 30 years? Since 1994. Since 1994. Almost 30 years, the largest increase. And I really feel like July is going to have the same increase. It's going to probably happen in you July. Know, I mean, again, this is me talking, not you talking. Well, we, we better all pray. That it, let's pray that inflation somewhere in the in the high seven percent, yeah. which sounds terrible, but uh, is also true because if if it comes anywhere around that eight and a half mark, it will be three quarters. I mean, it July. is what it is. Uh, what an what a world right now uh, from an inflation standpoint. My generation has never seen that. The seventies and eighties, early late seventies, early eighties. That's right. We've never seen that. So very interesting. Now us being adults having to pay attention to those things. So. Oh, man, we digress. Let's finish this segment on something that's fun. Let's have a quick, fun talk, Derek. Something big is coming to the Mid-South, not necessarily Hernando-based, but a ton of Hernando people will take advantage of this fun opportunity coming up. Tell us about Top Golf in Memphis. We'll be here soon. Now, we teased it just a second ago, saying we talked about golf. Yeah, that's right, Matt. Top Golf is officially coming to Memphis. The permit for construction has been filed. As of Thursday, it has been filed. The 49,000-square-foot building will be two stories and will be located in Germantown off of the Callis Cutoff Road. The facility will have 72 hitting bays, two bars, and one full kitchen. So, again, golf fans, uh, you know, expect a 9- to 12-month build. Based and of course that could also pend on uh, supply chain issues, but I would say maybe this time next year, shooting for summer of 2023, hopefully you're hitting off of one of 72 hitting bays into a very large net. For some of you, 150 feet away; for others, maybe 300 feet away, 150 yards away; for others, use 350 yards away. Uh, but again, everybody that's been ever to Top Golf, what a wonderful facilities they have. I know they have one in Nashville, uh, so now we will be having one in Memphis approximately sometime next summer. You know, they have one in Fayetteville, Arkansas. Did you know that? Did not know that. Yeah, have one in Fayetteville. Not a lot of – Fayetteville's booming. I mean, yeah. obviously, Walmart folks just kind of say, oh, we need to bring that closer to us, and that's what they get done. So, Top Golf coming to Memphis. And, uh, Derek, if they're building this multi-million dollar project, multi-million dollar thing, they probably want to insure it. I know someone who could help with that. 
Mr. Bruce Robinson with Holland Insurance. Holland Insurance has been in business since 1981 and has been staffed with local industry experts who are eager to make a difference in every life they touch. Holland Insurance works with some of the largest companies in the world when it comes to property, casualty, health, auto, and life. Nationwide, MetLife, Safeco, Blue Cross Blue Shield, Humana, Aetna, Principal, Delta Dental, hundreds and hundreds of insurance companies trust Holland Insurance to represent them in DeSoto County. Give them a call today, 662-895-5528. That's 662-895-5528. Located in South Haven, but ready to represent anybody in DeSoto County. Call Bruce Robinson and Jerry Holland today. If you have an insurance license for the state of Mississippi and would like to possibly make a change from a part-time or full-time standpoint, if you're looking to join one of the hottest insurance companies in the Mid-South, call Holland Insurance today. Again, 662-895-5528. Derek, part of our shows next week are going to be with Miss Gia Matheny. Miss Gia Matheny is uh, heavily involved in the uh, in our seasonal sponsor, the Hernando Farmers Market. Hernando Farmers Market is a place to shop. It's a place to gather. But more importantly, it's a rare chance to experience the rich simplicity of a Mississippi small town. It's truly a fresh local experience. Now with over 40 vendors every Saturday morning from 8 a.m. to 1 p.m. Again, that's 8 a.m. to 1 p.m. every Saturday morning on the historic Hernando Square. Some of the vendors include Brown Dairy Farms, The Cookie Lady, Abney's Handmade Crafts, Precision Sharp, Coffee Central, Kills Country Market. Over 40 vendors and growing each Saturday, 8 a.m. to 1 p.m. on the historic Hernando Square. Again, look forward to visiting with Ms. Gia Matheny next week about things going on in the city, talking about the farmer's market. Also had an opportunity to sit down with uh, with Sibony that runs the Hernando Main Street Chamber of Commerce. Uh, so really going to be, Derek, we're going to turn over to the ladies next week. We're going to be heavily involved. It's going to be Ladies Week for the UTW Podcast. Those ladies can talk all about the Hernando Chamber of Commerce. They can talk all about the Hernando Farmer's Market, the Dickens of a Christmas, all those amazing things that those two ladies, again, Ms. Gia Matheny and Sibony with the Hernando Chamber of Commerce coming up next week on our UTW podcast. Really look forward to y'all hearing both of those interviews. A lot of wonderful things happening in the city of Hernando. Thank you again to the Hernando Farmers Market. Well, Derek, it's the middle of our Friday show, which always brings us to our DeSoto County shout-outs. And here in the month of June, we always start the same way. Last night, a wonderful show with the Rustin Haven Band. They're on the square. Two Thursdays left. June 23rd will be the Truck Patch Revival for Sunset on the Square. And on June 30th will be Kevin and Bethany Page for the Sunset on the Square. Again, 7 to 9. Some of the sponsors include First Horizon, The Rebel, DeSoto Times Tribune. And definitely want to say thank you to the Hernando Main Street Chamber of Commerce for putting on such a wonderful wonderful event again sunset on the square two opportunities left for live music on the wonderful hernando square Derek, tell us about the children's parade coming up in two weeks friday july 1st will be the children's parade and uh, this is something that happens every year or has happened most years uh, in the past and so they will be lining up at 6 30 at the hernando baptist church right there on center street 6 30 uh, on July 1st, and then they will take off at 7 p.m. 7 p.m. on Friday, July 1st, they will take off heading toward the courthouse. Uh, they'll go toward the courthouse, go around the square, and then, of course, the parade ends. So it's just down Center Street, around the square, and it ends. Uh, again, this is a wonderful event uh, and just an uh, absolutely uh, a wonderful time for the kids. You can get out your Instagrams. You can get out your picture. They can bring scooters. They can bring bikes. You can walk it. You can be pulled in a wagon, uh, something that uh, I know that my uh, children participated in. At least for four or five years, they're straight when they were, you know, anywhere from three to six or seven years old. So, again, just a wonderful time. So, if you have young children, you're going to be in town on July 1st, please bring them out to the Hernando Baptist Church at 6.30 on July 1st, and the parade will start at 7 p.m. And then a few days later, Derek, the wonderful Fourth of July celebration that the city of Hernando does or has become a a definite um, wonderful time out at the baseball fields. They uh, have wonderful fireworks. They have music. They have uh, food vendors and food trucks out there. That's going to be on the 4th of July, which is uh, a Monday. It's a Monday, 4th of July this year. Um, Wonderful celebration. I've been out there a couple times. You you sit back. You enjoy the music. Hopefully the weather's okay, and you can sit outside your car and just enjoy living in such an amazing country that we're blessed to live in. So, again, that's going to be the 4th of July, Monday night, um, really at dusk. I believe they they shoot the fireworks anywhere after 830. So look for that coming up. Thank you to the city for putting that on. I think we talked about it two or three weeks ago. They approved all the funds for that wonderful fireworks show that they do. Well, Derek, speaking of fireworks – Anytime the crew of Fernando is uh, affiliated with a golf tournament, you're going to have some fun fireworks. And that's going to be coming up later in the month of July. Derek, tell us about it. So on July 28th, uh, this is a Thursday, July 28th. Uh, Real quick, I checked the weather. uh, Cool front coming through on the 27th. (laughs) Cool front on the 27th. 
Uh, yeah, what is that? Uh, 40 days out. 40 days out. Cool right, front coming through. Let me through. check real quick. Go ahead. Um, no, it's uh, so the second annual uh, Crew of Hernando Golf Tournament will be held at the Hernando Golf and Racket Club here, right here in Hernando. Uh, there will be uh, information coming out here shortly. Uh, several of the teams who signed up last year uh, have already committed to sign up again this year. We will let you know as this gets closer whether or not there are, are spots available, that sort of thing. Uh, teams will be $500 a team, but again, we'll let you know how quickly those fill up. We are giving first right of refusal to the teams that played last year. But this is a wonderful event. Uh, all the money raised goes toward teacher grants. So this is what we use. We used to do a, a raffle. We used to do other things to uh, raise money for the teachers. But now this year it will be a, it will be a golf tournament just like it was last year. And last year, Matt, I think we raised over $15,000. We did. We were able to give a grant to every Hernando teacher that applied. I yep. think it was like 33 teachers. That's correct. Um, so 33 teachers last year applied through the DeSoto Economic Council. And because of the money we were able to donate, we took care of all 33 teachers. So, again, uh, teachers, if you're listening to this, first of all, uh, please apply when those forms come out in the August time frame. Second of all, if you are interested in trying to help us earn money, then we're going to give back. We're going to try to give all that apply. Now, of course, we have 50 or 60 apply. We might not be able to, but uh, we'll give it to as many as we can. Uh, please uh, consider volunteering for the golf tournament. We'll need people staying in holes to help. We'll need people at the tent signing in to help. We'll need people at the end handing out awards to help. So, uh, teachers, if you're out there and you want to if you want to volunteer uh, during the summertime and you have the 28th off, uh, please uh, consider coming in, uh, helping us with the golf tournament. Uh, again, a wonderful fundraiser, uh, just a, a very successful fundraiser that was uh, the idea of Chris Ware. Uh, really saw it through last year and he's taking the reins again and doing it again this year. So again, we hope to uh, see you out there and if not see you out there, there will be whole sponsors for $100. There will be other ways that you can give to sponsor through uh, prizes for winners and that sort of thing. So again, uh, be listening as we talk about it over the yeah, next five we'll or six weeks. It, yeah going up to July 28th. It's going to be an awesome time. Uh, anytime the Crew Fernando does something like that, is, from a fundraising standpoint, it's always a good time. So please, teachers, if, um, you know, we've already got it clear with Corey Elselton. Just we're going to go ahead and announce that. <laughs> no big deal. You're welcome <laughs> to come out. Uh, Corey is actually a member of the Crew Fernando. So, uh, yeah, we already got approval for that. We're going to have a great, great time. It's a lot of fun on the 28th of July. And like I said, I, I just checked it, Derek, 87. High of 87. Mm, mm, take it right now. We yeah, booked I'm, that. We'll lock that yeah. in. Yeah, we're going to lock that in. So, uh, high of 87. July 28th, uh, there at the Hernando Golf and Racket Club. Going to be an awesome, awesome event. And let's see if we can't raise $20,000 for teachers. I know, um, you know, just music to all of our ears. That's it. We love an opportunity. Come support us. Coming up later this month, you will hear more about that. And uh, we'll continue to let you know how you can apply and those, those type things. Well, Derek, our final shout out. Uh, a lot of people, by the time they hear this show, uh, we're going to be a couple of days away from Father's Day, June 19th, this Sunday. Father's Day, Derek. Uh, you're a dad. I'm a dad. Happy Father's Day to you, on record. Well, happy early Father's Day to you. <laughs> exactly. Um, I know we uh, sometimes want to want to want to smack them around. I mean, I'm just going to keep it around with my gosh. Sometimes they make you want to want to scream. But uh, we definitely love them and are so grateful for them and definitely blessed, uh, no doubt about it, Derek. But uh, you know, Derek, Father's Day hasn't always been around. That's Tell right. us about it. All right. So now we talked about Mother's Day. We we you know, we gave love on Mother's Day, and Mother's Day usually is the the larger of the two, I guess, parental holidays. I would say so. Uh, now, Mother's Day did not become a commercial holiday until 1908 when, inspired by uh, a Anne Reeve Jarvis's daughter, uh, Anna Jarvis, who wanted to honor her own mother by making Mother's Day a national holiday, the John Wanamaker Department Store in Philadelphia sponsored a service dedicated to mothers in its auditorium. And thanks in large part to this association with retailers who saw a great potential for the profit for the holiday, Mother's Day caught on right away. And in 1909, 45 states observed the day. And in 1914, Woodrow Wilson approved a resolution that made the second Sunday in May a holiday in honor of that tender, gentle army, the Mothers of America. Okay. Now, again, 1914. That leads us to the origin of Father's Day. The campaign to celebrate the nation's fathers did not meet with the same enthusiasm, perhaps because, as one florist explained, Fathers haven't the same sentimental appeal that mothers have. No. That's what's pretty sad. On July 5th, 1908, a West Virginia church sponsored the nation's first event explicitly in honor of fathers, a Sunday sermon in memory of the 362 men who had died in the previous December's explosion at the Fairmont Coal Company mines in Monaga, but it was a one-time commemoration and not an annual holiday. The next year, a Spokane, Washington woman named Sonora Smart Dodd 
who was raised a widower, tried to establish an official equivalent to Mother's Day for male parents. She went to local churches, the YMCA, shopkeepers, and government officials to drum up support for her idea, and she was successful. Washington State celebrated the nation's first statewide Father's Day on June 19th in 1910. However, many men continued to disdain the day. As one historian writes, they scoffed at the holiday's sentimental attempts to domesticate manliness with flowers and gift-giving, or they decided the proliferation of such holidays as a commercial gimmick to sell more products paid often by the father himself. Okay, now we're, so, getting, we're getting to the root of things. This is so okay. men basically uh, rejected it, yes. uh, as it as they tried to start it back in 1910. Again, Mother's Day official in 1914. Uh, so finally, Matt, in 1972, wow. in the middle of a hard-fought presidential re-election campaign, Richard Nixon signed a proclamation making Father's Day a recognized holiday at last. Today, economists estimate that Americans spend more than $1 billion each year on Father's Day gifts. Let me just keep it real simple for everybody. Everybody listening out there right now, all we want for Father's Day is a two-hour nap. That's it. That's that is literally like, all we want for fun. Hey, the Let me U.S. Keep it Opens real. this weekend. Yes. We want a U.S. Open lightly in the background a, with the sound of of the club swinging, yeah, right. maybe some Claps, birds chirping yes. here in the background, maybe a, a commentator talking kind of yes. like this, like and then just sleep a two-hour nap. That's it. Two-hour nap. Two nap. We love you. Uh, that's all we want. Don't we, we don't want a single thing more than that. Go to church on, on Father's Day. Enjoy that. Yeah. Come home. Uh, maybe get some lunch or anything like that. You don't even have to take us to lunch because, no. again, like what did you say? No. Nope. Most we're, of the time we're, we're paying check. for it anyway. Most of the time we're Most of the check. time we're paying for it anyway. However, on this particular Father's Day, just uh, a couple hour nap. That's all. We're that's good. It. That's all we want. We definitely joke around. We kid, of course. But look, Derek, I know two guys that uh, I know personally. I don't necessarily know Dr. Seymour very well. But, hey, let me tell you, the two guys that I do know personally that run DFDC, two of the best dads around, Dr. Paroli, Dr. Trotter, Dr. Seymour, shout out to you on Father's Day. Derek, tell us about DFDC. And I will tell you that, Matt, I will say that Dr. Seymour, he is in Rotary with me. He's a fantastic and a very giving and generous person. Great, yes. Uh, so DeSoto Family Dental Care has been a presence under the water tower with over 60 years of combined dental experience. Dr. Seymour, Dr. Paroli, and Dr. Trotter are committed to providing a gentle and caring approach while focusing on the aesthetic beauty and long-lasting health of your smile. The practice is open Monday through Friday, providing hygiene appointments and general dentistry, including implants and implant-supported dentures, as well as Invisalign. DFDC makes use of modern technology, such as digital scanning, intraoral cameras, digital x-rays, and autoclave sterilization. An in-house lab allows your dentist to be fully involved in the lab process and the end result. You can be confident that the goal of each staff member is to create a comfortable environment to provide you with relaxing, personalized dental care. Visit their office today to see the difference and give them a call at 662-429-5239. Again, 662-429-5239. And again, Dr. Paroli, Trotter, and Seymour. Seymour's a little bit older than, than you and I, a little bit older than Paroli. Nap, just a little bit a longer That's nap. It. Dr. Seymour might want a little bit longer nap. I know Trotter would definitely want a nap. Trotter's like, <laughs> hey, look, hey, and Christopher, well, could you take that's the it. children? Let me just get it. Let me get. Let me lie down right here. Happy Father's Day. Maybe a hug, kiss on the cheek, and nap time. It's exactly <laughs> what we want for Father's Day, of course. Speaking of great dads, I want to remind you of Williams Services. Williams Services is a veteran-owned and operated business with years of experience in lawn care, landscaping, mulching, and so much more. Owner Richard Williams and his team can assist you with a multitude of outdoor home needs. Whether you need leaf removal, tree trimming, summer cleanups, gate repair, fence repair, anything on the outside of your home or office, contact Richard today. Let him come out, give you a price. If he can't do it, he'll help you find someone who can. Call him at 662-292-8855. That's 662-292-8855. Or find more information about Richard and his team on Facebook at Williams Lawn Services. Again, that's Williams Lawn Services on Facebook. Richard Williams, happy Father's Day. Since 2001, Green King Spray Services has been helping home and business owners enjoy lush, healthy, weed-free outdoor living spaces. They refuse to settle for the status quo, continuously researching and testing the very latest methods, products, and strategies to ensure your lawn looks better than the other guys. With technicians trained and educated, with hours of continuing education and seminars each year, Green King is committed to doing everything they can to make and keep you satisfied. You can reach them at 662-892-8419, again 662-892-8419, or visit them on their website at greenkingspray.com. Remember, if you want it green, call the king. 
And Derek, to the team there at uh, Green King Spray Services, they know who they are. Multiple guys there that listen to the show. Multiple guys that work with us when it comes to advertising. Happy Father's Day to all those guys this coming up Sunday. Well, Derek, let's turn our attention. Uh, speaking of Father's Day, summertime is in full swing. It's hot as all get out out there. And uh, as we mentioned and teased at the beginning of the show, uh, you and I are, we'll, we'll just call ourselves 90s babies. That's fine. Whatever. Well, we're 80s babies and 90s graduates. That's uh, one way to put that's it, right, I guess. Yeah, that's probably right. That's boring. I've said on this show, I DJed in high school, 15, 16, 17 years old, sophomore, junior, senior year. I played a lot of the songs that we're about to talk about. Won't go through it very long. Won't go too detailed, but we'll talk a little bit about the top songs, according to Rolling Stone, in the 90s when it comes to summer. Derek, lead us off with number 20. Number 20, Billy Idol, Cradle of Love. Phenomenal song. It is a great song because of the video. Yeah, it's a good That song. is one of the – again, as a kid in the 90s, Go check out the video. You'll understand a kid from 13 to 16, 17 years old in the 90s. You'll get what I'm saying. Incredible. Uh, yeah, just to, she just showed up with something on her shirt, and next thing you know, <laughs> what the heck's going on here? I mean, you know what I'm saying? Uh, Billy, uh, Billy Idol is just a great character, oh, yeah. too. Uh, yeah, of course. I mean, just if you don't know any idea what we're talking about, please look up Billy Idol. Find please it. look Credit Love. Number 19. Some of these, uh, some of these, I am questioning. Now, this is Rolling Stone, so I, I, you hate to question Rolling Stone. Glenn Medeiros featuring Bobby Brown. She ain't worth it. I don't even know that song. I she do ain't not worth know. it. Do we need? Do we need to play? Do we need to play? <laughs> no, don't even play, <laughs> it. play it. We're skipping so, it. We're, we're skipping, skipping it. She ain't worth it. Okay, go ahead. I, I think if I, I think you would number know nineteen. If, you heard if it, I heard but, it, okay. Uh, yeah, she ain't worth it. All right. So next, number eighteen. This song, everybody, if if you were anywhere close to our age, you know this song because when you heard it on the radio, you're like, whoa, they're really gonna play that song on the radio. I found it. <laughs> That's terrible. That's terrible. Yeah, cancel that. Yeah, was that? I sound like the song. Did Bobby Brown also have that bad Ghostbusters two song? He he? did, but (laughs) but hey, that sounded really a lot like that. Well, and then let's bring back Tenderoni Jam. Okay, whoa, whoa, now now we're talking. Bobby Brown Tenderoni's fine, right? Uh, Look, and we talk about anything. (laughs) My prerogative is fantastic. Anything from uh, New Edition? Yes. Oh, really good stuff. Yeah. So again, uh, yeah. All right. So now number eighteen. Poor Whitney. Poor Whitney. Love Whitney. We're gonna talk Whitney Houston just a second. Go ahead. Uh, number eighteen again. Could not believe this song was on the radio the first time I heard it. And you know, if you if you had the car that would put the name of the yes. side on it, Meredith Brooks rhymes with witch. Yes, rhymes we can with say witch. It, it's, it's a family show. The name of the song is bitch. Okay, well there you go. Female dog. Yes, Meredith Brooks with the, with the female <laughs> dog. It's a song about a female dog. That's right. No, uh, what yeah, a good so song. That's number eight. It's a, a it's a it's a very very right catchy there. jam. Yes. Very catchy yeah. jam. Not good not job. not upset about that. Wasn't she the one that didn't shave her underarms? And that what the thing about her? I think that was Fiona Apple or her. Who it was. A, uh, Keep going. Go. Know, Top summer songs, 1990s. Number 17. Go. Miss Left Eye Lopez herself. TLC, Baby, Baby, Baby. Great song. Great song. Uh, R.I.P. Left Eye. Yeah, R.I.P. R.I.P. Left also, Eye. Also, really? Andre Risen's house, R.I.P. Yes. Burned it down. Really uh, good band. Oh, no. Oh, TLC was uh, TLC fantastic. Waterfall. No, 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 it will be coming up. It will be coming up. See, that's the ones I don't like. We're going to wait. We're going to wait. Number 16. I like No Scrubs better. That's a good one. Go ahead. Scrubs is good. Number 16, Ace of Bass, Don't Turn Around. Don't turn around. Sneaky jam. Go ahead. Sneaky I mean, it's jam. All right. like, yeah. I mean, it was fine. Like if you were, it was um, yeah. Roller I mean, there, there was a lot of good, strong, powerful female groups at the time. You had Ace of Base, well, Ace of Cranberries. Base was, uh, no, the better song was uh, I saw the sign. Yeah, I saw the yeah. sign. Yes, right. that's what I'm saying. But like yes, all those, yes, those females, females. Yes. I mean, like uh, a great song. Yeah. All right, number fifteen, Notorious B.I.G. Classic. One more chance. Stay with me. Okay. Remix. Great song. Okay. Absolutely. In fact, you know, I was, I was. Listening to rap at this time, Matt, starting to kind of venture out of the country and slightly alternative zone, entering the uh, the rap zone. Right. Fantastic song, uh, Notorious B.I.G. Number 14, Destiny's Child, Bills, Bills, Bills. Yes. Again, these are summer songs, not a particular year, just the top All, summer throughout songs the 90s, throughout the 90s. Not one of my favorite Bills, Destiny's Child. I agree, 100%. Not, not, not I agree. I'm, I'm, Kind of upset that it's on this list right they here. Can, not, they, not. they can definitely pay their – well, at least one of them can handle her bills. <laughs> one of them could easily pay her bills. No bills, problem, bills. yes. I think Kelly Rowland may be my favorite one, though. I like her better than I like Beyonce. Kelly Rowland. Oh, that's a hot take. That's a hot that's that's a, I, I like that's her better. That's an extremely hot She's take. Got, hey, go go look up some Kelly no, Rowland. Kelly Rowland's yeah. got some jams. She's got one particular song that is straight fire. Yeah. I'm talking about of, uncomfortable to listen to. Yes. I know exactly <laughs> what you're talking about. Pretty I sure it's on a playlist of mine. Oh, gosh. Yes. Okay. All right. So now number 13. That's on your Sunday school teacher playlist. <laughs> that's exactly. Yeah. Number 13 I'm not familiar with. Have no All right. Idea. Here we go. What you got? Uh, the group's name is Next. Okay. And the song's name is Too Close. Okay. Next. Too Close. All right. Let me hang on a second. Let me. I wonder if she could tell I'm hard right now. There it is. Hmm. You know that song. I do know that song. I, 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 now I'm uncomfortable listening to it right now. 
uncomfortable right now. Hang on, let's get to the dry humping part. How about no? How about no? We're going we're gonna to skip on that. You turn that off. Next. Next. Hey, we're going to go to number 12, I can't, I can't which wait, is listen. my favorite jam right here. This right was. Now. Okay. Okay. Let me 19, guess. Is nine, it a boy or girl singer? Um, I knew it. Macarena. Let's go. No, Let's do it. no. That's. Well, well, we'll cover that, unfortunately, in a second. <laughs> um, no. What, if, if there would have been walk-up songs yes. in early 90s right. high school, which okay. we did not have. I mean, I, I, we, I, we had cassettes, so we could Yeah, we did not have the walk-up songs. Correct. So 1990, early 90s. This would have been my walk-up songs. EMF, unbelievable. That's a good one. That's so, a good yeah, love, one. I played that a lot. Love, love Let me tell you why song. I didn't like this song necessarily. We've covered this before. Yeah. It's, it's, it's too hard to dance to. But it's a good song, no, but it's just, hard to dance to. It's just weird. If you, if you play your unbelievable whoa as you're walking to the play, that's all you need. You need that's about it, 10 seconds bad. right there. That's not beautiful, bad. Right. Beautiful song. Uh, that's it. Number 12. Number 11, New Kids on the Block, Step by Step. Why are you Why are you uh, exhaling? New Kids on the Block. I heard right stuff the other night. <laughs> the other, oh, seriously, I, I'm not joking when I say I, I did not change the station. Look, I, I just yeah. – uh, when, right when I think stuff. New Kids on the Block, good. I hope Step by sister, Step, that was a pretty good Yeah, I hope my sisters listen to this. And that's when I hear New Kids on the Block – I picture walking into her room Wait, and just seeing massive amounts of posters. On she's the wall. going to be furious because she said when we have another countdown, she had to be involved. You know, she did say that. Oh, well, but right. this is not our countdown. This okay, is, this is Rolling Stones. Okay, gotcha. Okay, to interject her. I don't hate step by step. Good comeback by them. That was a good comeback yeah. jam by them. Yeah. Derek, I've seen New Kids on the Block in concert when I was a kid. Maybe fifth or sixth okay, grade. Okay, that, that's, uh, that's. Maybe fifth or sixth grade. I did okay. see them. I will say this. Let me All ask right. you a quick question. Would you have been in New Kids on the Block if you could have? You could, new kids on the block. Well, I wish you would have. I mean, if you, you would be Danny. A, You'd have been Danny, the guy that uh, didn't talk and it worked out all the time. No, that was Donnie. D- no, Danny, Danny was the Danny. I thought it was Donnie. You had Danny, Donnie. Who'd no, you have? Donnie was Wahlberg. No, Donnie Wahlberg was pretty cool. Donnie yeah. Wahlberg, Danny. Oh, I know. You're you had Jordan. You had Jordan. Jeremy, and you had uh, God. We're gonna get so many texts about the this. fact that you're ro- rolling off these five <laughs> guys. And you had uh, jo- you had Jordan. Uh, whatever name. Uh, yeah. Anyway, but yeah. about the short curly headed one. No, Danny was no. Joey was Joey. The short, that's yes, it, that's that was it, the that's one it, all the yeah. girls liked. Yeah. Anyway, but Danny was the one who never talked and worked out all the time. I think I know you're talking about. I, think I, uh, I was thinking you were saying Donnie because of Mark Wahlberg. No. Who also like you say? Oh. Oh. Look, listen. You have Donnie. Donnie's like, yeah, I got a pretty good career going right here. You know, my little baby brother, he's doing his own yeah. thing. Yeah, okay. Well, uh, Donnie, he uh, Mark just 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 sprinted past you. Uh, he did a lot of sprints. Did a mean, lot of sprints. His body was Marky Mark, insane. Fantastic. Absolutely. All right. Unfortunately, Next he's up. not on our list. He's not. Go ahead. Now, Matt, if you did this back-to-back concerts, if you went to New Kids on the Block, followed by number ten, Hanson Mbop, I'm gonna be worried about you. Uh, Derek, that's who opened for New Kids on the Block. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. I'm totally kidding. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm totally kidding. Hey, how big was Umbop though? It was huge. Let I, me I give just, you a quick story. Umbop that, was that massive. Was, that was one of the worst earworms ever uh, ever happened. Uh, All right, so real quick, Derek. Probably two years ago, me and Heather went to Nashville with some good friends of ours. We won't uh, mention them on the show. Uh, their name rhymes with. <laughs> how do you nothing. rhyme with that? It, it rhymes, rhymes with, with nothing. nothing. It rhymes with nothing. We went there, and we're in. We're downtown uh, Nashville. We're sitting there. The Friday night, we ended up in the. Um, Wild Horse Saloon, yeah. which was so much fun. The next night, we we ended up there again, and we come out. There are people sleeping on the street, on the sidewalk. Guess who they were going to see the next night? Hanson? Yes, that is accurate. Going to see Hanson the next night, uh, freaking Umbop. I mean, still rocking, still making money. like 40 years old, right? Oh, at least 40. Yes, yeah. at least okay. 40. Okay. All right, next up, number All nine. Right, number right? nine, Monica. Don't take it personal. Just one of them days. Okay. Just one of them days. That's right. Okay. Yeah, I got it. Y- you know the song. I know the I'm song. not a fan of the oh, song. No, no. Yes, no, I agree. 100. The fact that it's number nine makes yes. me sad. Number eight, Tony Braxton. You're making me high. Okay, Tony Braxton. Not her best song. No. Un- what's her? What's, what was that jam she had? Unbreak. Unbreak my heart. Um, yeah, that was a good heart. song. Yeah. Yes. But Tony Braxton. Yeah, Go ahead. Again, what's just, next? I, th- these are speaking of baby got back. Yeah, Hello. Eight nine. <laughs> <laughs> not an eight or not, or not impressive right okay, now. No. Number seven, Jennifer Lopez, If You Had My Love. Speaking of Baby Got Back, wow. Jennifer Lopez still, I mean, rocking the 90s, she's still huge. Oh, she's still 22 yeah, I mean, easily. Oh, easily. my gosh, yeah. J-Lo's Yeah, awesome. J-Lo's had a great career. No um, doubt. Great career. I, I will say I'm very surprised. I think that was it. Was it uh, Geely? What was the movie? Yeah, Geely. Uh, yeah. That was just With completely her horrendous. Yes. That just killed her her movie career because before that, like she was an out of sight. Sure. Fantastic. I mean, she was a really yeah. good actress until Geely, and then it's like, yeah, we can't have you. Former Fly Girl. Former Fly Girl. Yeah. Um, have you seen the movie with her and Owen Wilson? Uh, it's streaming now. It's not a bad little movie where. Oh yeah, she, yeah, 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 yeah. He says, uh, "I'll marry you." Type yeah, thing. The, the, it the new one. The, yeah, the new, the new one. one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, number six. Seven, six. Six. Number six. 
tag team. Whoop, there it is. What a jam. I mean, <laughs> I DJ'd. I played it three times a night. Uh, th- that's one you could play. 90% of the people are going to be happy with it if you play it about 8 o'clock and you play it right before the dance is over around 9.45 for maybe a middle school dance or something. Yeah. And then also it just goes along with every just, I mean. There was two or three yeah. of those songs that were, you know, oh, like in um, that, t- that 93. Tootsie Roll. Tootsie Roll. There it is. Yeah, uh, kitty, get, hey, kitty, kitty. Butt, kitty yeah, yeah Donkey Butt. <laughs> I, mean, like, I mean, there was like three or four of those songs that basically all sounded the same that came out in 93 or 94. Yes. All I could yes. think about, because that's my graduation year leading into college, all I think about is Cashes in Fort Walton. That's all I think about. It's just Cashes going there, getting you're driving in, you get the bumper sticker on your car, and um, yeah, just bad I mean, really good, bad jam song. I don't know how to say it. Derek, I, I, I don't know what you're talking about. I didn't do anything like that. I never did anything like that. <laughs> number, Next up. Number five. Boom, dead up. <laughs> Christina Aguilera, Genie in a Bottle. Solid, uh, yes. Um, Christina, wow. I mean, when she exploded onto the scene, because I didn't remember her from like whatever. Was Mickey it Mouse, Mickey Mouse Club? Mickey Mouse, yeah. I didn't recall her. Uh, you know, so of course, Britney and her and stuff. But man, when Justin she came Justin Timberlake yeah, was also yeah. in there. When she came out, it was like, whoa, who's this girl? So, uh, yeah, and she just had those runs and stuff, and the genie in the bottle, not bad. Yeah, number four, Sir Mix-a-Lot, Baby Got Back, what you that heard was, to yes, start the show. What you heard to start the show, one of the best, uh, what do you call them, earworm? I forgot the word. Yeah. Just a wonderful, awesome jam that you can still play right now, and people in their 40s and 50s, they danced at they danced at middle school and, and proms and stuff like that. Great, great song, wonderful album, the whole thing. Uh, number three. Getting close. Macarena. Huge, huge. It was huge. Summer hit. But the fact that it is higher yes, than yes, Sir Mix a Lot makes yes. me very, very sad. Well, but it was massive. It was a huge hit. It ran all the way into baseball season. Yeah. It ran all yep. the way into the World Series. Yep. I remember they did it at the World Series, but uh, what a huge, huge song. Not for me, but that's good. No. Number two, TLC Waterfalls. Now here's here's where you come that's with your hot my, take. Hot yeah. take number two that's by my probably my least TLC favorite wow. song. I just never really liked that song. You know, it's good, very sad. Good song. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's yeah, a good extremely song. sad I song. I mean, I understand I, that. I, I, I get it, but uh, one of my least favorite TLC songs. But uh, another massive hit. I will say, I think it was the first time I remember AIDS being referenced in a song, okay. like to actually comprehend what they were talking about. Right, sure. And so that was kind of depressing and like also scary still at the time. You know. Uh, with, with the AIDS being relative within a decade of being new. Um, you okay, know, I now have about. to go listen to that a little deeper and kind of, okay. You know me, what I'm talking about? I, I'll just go check it he's out. Like, uh, uh, he's like, you know, he basically talks about how he, you know, is with a woman. Right. And so he's, uh, you know, didn't realize that the three little letters would get you in oh, HIV. Gosh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So My bad. I, I kind of like uh, back, Baby Got Back. Whoop, did it. Let it go back. <sighs> number, number one, Rolling number Stone. Number one. Now, number one. <laughs> Is again not not for me, not from uh, us. Okay. But it is a fantastic song. Brandy and Monica, the boy is mine. That song was huge. I mean, it was t- tremendous. That was a massive. massive I mean, just hit. them battling Summer back song. and forth with the verses. Just uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, good song. Yeah, yeah not for me. Not for me. This is definitely. I maybe have two or three on this <laughs> my top twenty list, but this is per Rolling Stone, so we're just going with it. We're just going to go with it. Well, that's something that was fun. We didn't necessarily know what we were going to talk about today, but I, I texted Derek and said, "Hey, let's talk about this because it is definitely summer. My God, it's a thousand degrees out there. It's that time of year to uh, you know every summer you're going to have two or three songs that are just like my gosh, they won't go away. And uh, there's your list right there from Rolling Stone. We wanted to talk about something that the people that uh, listen to our show the most uh, would feel a bit nostalgic about it. So a uh, good job there. Hey, Derek, before I turn our attention, we start. I don't want to say one thing. Does it surprise you that Summertime by Will Smith is not on the I top? I thought that was an 80 song, no? Uh, 91. 91? Oh, 91. come on. Like, That's I, terrible. I, I, I literally just looked it up because I was like, too come easy, on, yeah. I said, because, yeah, uh, no, 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 no. May 20th, 1991. Unless they took him off the list when he slapped Chris Rock. <laughs> I'll have to go back and see <laughs> when the, the Rolling Stone thing was published. Just a thought. But let me tell you something before we go and we sign off and thank everybody like we always do at the end of the show. Derek's sister, as we mentioned a second ago, we've talked about her before. She does the artwork for our things. Derek, your sister is going to lead a group of ladies on the Family Feud. Wow. The actual This is happening next month. This is happening next month. So she's going to Atlanta to film the actual family feud yeah, so with uh, Steve Harvey. Her and four of my, you know, there's five people. Her and four of my cousins slash cousin-in-laws uh, were chosen back. This happened back in late 2019. They yeah, went and auditioned. Pre-COVID. At Pre-COVID, they went and auditioned. They were supposed to report in April of 2020 mm. to record their episode yeah, or cool. their one or two. They obviously had to shut it down and so th- 
I don't, you know, they okay, that's fine. Two years later, I just found out we found out this this week. Two years later, that they're called back to now go to July. They go there, and what they have to do is that they go. They're not actually on it. They have just been called to L.A. or, or no, to Atlanta, Atlanta yeah. to Atlanta. The, uh, what's the guy's name? Uh, Tyler Perry. Tyler Perry Studios to go, and they're going to sit down, and they're going to. It's a two day thing where they compete against other other yeah. families or whatever, and if they like the way yes. that the sample audience respond to them that's how you get on so like i mean there's probably there's no telling how many shows that they do so their show may make it it may be cut but if they are accepted if they have a good response from the crowd if they do well whatever and like there's it's so funny because when they went they were being coached on hey look you've got to be bubbly you've got to jump you've got to you like when the (laughs) whenever the other team is trying to guess you got to be throwing like the x symbols at them and like making all kind of noises and stuff so they they encourage you to do these things so they've been practicing all that so my sister's like I haven't practiced in two years. I got to go back and practice. But they're going to go out there. Uh, it's going to be called the Big Lane something, the Big Lane Beauties or something. Like that. I can't remember. But they're going out there in July, and if they're accepted, their show will hit sometime in March of April of next year. Well, that's really cool. I can't wait to update listeners about that. She's a great lady, a lot of fun, uh, just a bubbly personality, no doubt. She's a really, really sweet lady. So um, we'll keep y'all up to speed on that. And she definitely would have enjoyed our our countdown of ninety songs. Oh, we're we'll gonna have her on here. At okay, some point. that sounds yeah, we'll good. Yeah, but I'm saying she definitely. Is somebody that probably will be listening to this episode and be like, oh, what about that song? Or, oh, I hated that song. So that's kind of her style. Well, look, if you enjoy what we do, we talk about local politics. We talk about local teams. We talk about uh, give shout-outs for nonprofits, local different things, number of different things we do here in the UTW Podcast. If you enjoy our show, find us on Facebook at UTW Podcast, on Instagram at UTW Podcast, and on Twitter at UTW Pod. Most importantly, if you enjoy our show, share it with friends and family. Let them know what we're doing each and every week on the UTW Podcast. Also, wherever you listen to podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, give us a five-star review. Give us a thumbs up. Simply helps us move up when it comes to local podcasts. If you enjoy our show, you'll enjoy OB Pod. They release a show every Monday morning uh, all about the eastern side of DeSoto County. OB Pod covering Center Hill, Olive Branch, and Lewisburg Athletics, as well as politics, different things going on on the eastern side of DeSoto County. Look them up today, OB Pod. Well, Derek, hope you have a wonderful weekend, and we end our Friday show the same way each time. Please consider taking your family to church this weekend. Find a local church. Find a local Sunday school class. Look on their Facebook page or their website. They'll give you the worship times. Please consider taking your family to church this coming Sunday, especially on Father's Day. A lot of moms and families may uh, ask you, hey, Dad, what do you want for Father's Day or what do you want to do this weekend? Maybe include one thing. Hey, come with me to church. What a good way to start Father's Day, no doubt about it. Happy Father's Day out there to my father-in-law, Mr. Jimmy. Uh, you know, my dad's no longer with us, Derek. Happy Father's Day to your dad, Father's Day to my dad, yes. Absolutely. My dad's no longer with us, but, uh, you know, he would he, he would just enjoy a nap. I can, I can tell you that. You know what? <laughs> Cold Jack Daniels at 5 o'clock five, <laughs> and a nap uh, long before that. Well, Derek, if there's nothing else, I'm Matt. And I'm Derek. Join us next time under the water tower. Mm-hmm. Yay, yay.